the keys are to the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cutback. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show. How many roster spots are actually available for players looking to make this San Francisco 49ers roster? I'm really looking forward to this conversation because there's not a lot of spots available for players looking to be on the 49ers active 53-man roster for the 2023 season. Welcome to 49ers Cutback on Believe. And this is going to be a fun one because we're going to go through the roster, talk about how many spots are actually available and who has a good shot at making those spots. Because going into training camp is more than just getting your team tuned up and ready to go for the regular season, but also filling out that roster. You know, these competitions that are going to be happening are real. Training camp battles are all over the place. And if you are over on YouTube, you've seen these training camp battles that I've consistently been putting out because it's been really fun to go over the different matchups because the 49ers have just a really great uh, roster. And with really great rosters mean a lot of competition and potentially some really good players not being on the active 53-man roster for the San Francisco 49ers in 2023. Well. At the quarterback position, the 49ers are going to keep three. This is what they did last season. Uh, Last season, they kept Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Brock Purdy, and they ended up needing all three with the NFL's change in rules to allow a third emergency quarterback on active rosters. The 49ers are definitely going to keep three. They were bitten by the bug last year, and it really came back you know, to haunt them. The injury bug was huge for the 49ers. So they're not going to take any chances. They have four guys currently on the the roster and three of them are going to make the team. And I think that there's really not a roster spot to be found here because Brandon Allen's odds of making this team aren't good unless the 49ers trade away a quarterback. But either way, uh, the 49ers are going to have three very talented quarterbacks at their uh, position. And that room's going to be very comfortable and confident. Uh, Next up is running back. Uh, The running back room is going to have some competition because the 49ers are going to keep five, and that includes a fullback. Last year, they kept six on the active 53-man roster before eventually waiving Trey Sermon. He ended up in Philadelphia. So the 49ers are going to have five. They usually do this. It's four halfbacks and then a fullback. And they build it, you know, whichever, which kind of way, uh, depending on the year, lots of third round picks for the 49ers over the years. And they have some upstart undrafted free agents that could come in and create some competition for guys at the end of the roster, like Jordan Mason or uh, Ty Davis Price. And that's Kalen Laburn and Ronald Awat. Uh, both of those guys have potential to push for a last spot, but it's not going to change how the 49ers go about it realistically is there a roster spot here maybe one that's up for competition that's tdp because christian mccaffrey elijah mitchell jordan mason are not at any risk of not making this 49ers football team same goes for kyle Juszczyk. 
No chance he gets beat out by an undrafted free agent player at Oregon State like Jack Coletto. So there's potentially one spot, TDP versus uh, Laburn and Awat. That is the battle. And the odds of one of those two upstart guys making the team is not good, but it's always a possibility. We just talked about Trey Sermon being waived and then ending up in Philadelphia. He was a third-round pick in 2021. So you do have a possibility of that happening. So maybe a potential roster spot could be available uh, for one of these running backs, but that would be tough uh, to go in there and get that done. So there is one spot available at running back. It's TDP versus the undrafted free agents. If I had to lean one certain way, I would definitely lean in the way of TDP because he has uh, definitely shown his ability in his rookie season. Now, he's got a long way to go, and Kalen Laburn has a lot of speed. He breaks a lot of tackles. Ronald Awat runs with a lot of balance, but TDP can do both of those things. So I think TDP is the leader in the clubhouse, but that potential roster spot is up for grabs and a part of the competition in training camp. Next up, wide receiver. Now, this one's going to be interesting. You, the 40-yards kept five wide receivers in 2022. They could easily keep five again, uh, keeping a lot of other positions uh, available to have other players because it's a stacked roster. So let's go with the thought process. They're going to keep five. If they keep six, it definitely gets more interesting. More people become a part of the competition. But with Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, Jawan Jennings, and Ray Ray McLeod as the top four, there's potentially one spot up for grabs if the 49ers keep five. If the 49ers elect to keep six wide receivers, then there's two spots up for grabs. Last year, the fifth spot was taken by Danny Gray. He's going to be in competition this year for that spot. The 49ers went out and drafted in the seventh round Ronnie Bell out of Michigan, and Bell has impressed through OTAs and minicamps. So this is a legit competition between the two players. You throw in the fact that they also signed a veteran like Chris Conley that's six foot three, runs a four three forty, and has a lot of catches in this league, and you've got a pretty nice combo. I do believe that the competition is more Gray versus Bell. You got Gray's speed that you know he's going to be able to get down the field and create with that great speed, but also has the home run ability to catch a slant and go ninety eight yards for a touchdown against Bell's uh, securing the pass, being a guy that you can count on to make those big-time catches in the middle of the field. Uh, but he's got some work to do as well. So I think at the wide receiver position, you have one roster spot up for grabs, and realistically, you have you know three to four players that are in the mix. I think the leaders are Danny Gray, Ronnie Bell, and Chris Conley. So one spot at the running back position, one spot at the wide receiver position, Shows you how stacked so far uh, this 49ers offense is. At the tight end position, you have two new rookie tight ends. So this is where it gets interesting. The 49ers kept three tight ends to initially start the 53-man roster. But then once they got their affairs in order, moved Curtis Robinson to the IR last season, then they brought back Tyler Croft. So the 49ers found a unique way to be able to get that fourth tight end on the roster without them having to initially be on the 53 man and then use the injured reserve and pup and everything to get their players where they need to get them. 
So that way they could bring a player back. So George Kittle is obviously going to be on this team, but I think there's two, potentially three roster spots available and up for grabs at the tight end position. Yes, Cameron Latu and Braden Willis are the new young players. Latu, third round pick out of Alabama. Braden Willis, seventh round pick out of Oklahoma. Both of them are big and fast and have unique traits that I'm sure Kyle Shanahan would like to use in this offense. Here's the thing. You've also got Ross Dwelly and Charlie Warner who have been mainstays on this 49ers roster for a couple of years now. And Dwelly's case, he's been here uh, since 2018. So the 49ers have some guys they really can count on. How does this work out between how many roster spots available? I think it comes down to the development of Latu and Braden Willis. If Latu and Braden Willis develop at the pace at which the 49ers brass believe they can, it's going to be George, it's going to be George Kittle, Braden Willis, and Cameron Latu as the three tight ends on this team. If one or both of them don't develop to the level that they should, then look for the 49ers to keep a Charlie Warner or a Ross Dwelly. Now, what they could do is exactly what they did last year. They could keep Latu and Braden Willis. They could waive Charlie Warner and Ross Dwelly. Now, with Charlie Warner's case, because he hasn't had four accrued seasons in the league, he could be claimed on waivers. In Ross Dwelly's case, he cannot. So they could pull a Tyler Croft with Ross Dwelly. They could waive him once he uh, they waited and got their their affairs in order as far as their 53-man roster and moved whoever they wanted to in the IR, then they could bring Ross Dwelly back as a fourth tight end. I think the problem is they would actually like to bring Charlie Warner back as the fourth tight end because he's the better blocker of the two. Dwelly's better in the passing game. Charlie Warner better in the blocking game. So this is going to be interesting the way the 49ers maneuver and use these parts at tight end to get the roster exactly how they want. Best case scenario, Latu and Braden Willis impress and they're ready to go. And the 49ers are just off. They're firing off and firing on all cylinders with these really talented players. Worst case scenario, uh, those two guys aren't ready. They have to make a roster decision on one or both of them. And then they have to bring back Charlie Warner or Ross Dwelly as a veteran presence. And they end up starting uh, week one. And so I think that, or not starting, but being the, the tight end to week one. So it's an interesting thing for the 49ers at the tight end position between these four players and or five players and how the 49ers keep three, maybe four of them on the active roster. When you're talking offensive line, we pretty much have an idea of who the starters are going to be. 49ers could keep eight or nine offensive linemen. They elected to keep Nick Zakel on the 49ers 53-man roster last year and just kind of have him sitting there the whole time, most of the time inactive, but didn't want to risk the potential of losing him. Once again, you waive him, he can get claimed by waivers, and he may not make it to your practice squad. So the 49ers, we know, are going to have Trent Williams, Aaron Banks, Jake Brindle, uh, Spencer Burford, and Colton McKivitz are going to be five of their offensive linemen. Then John Feliciano and Nick Zakel are going to make this roster that is seven. So you have potentially one or two spots up for grabs. And who are those spots between? Uh, between Jason Poe, between Matt Pryor, between uh, Jalen Moore. And I think Jalen Moore and Matt Pryor are in a competition. 
They would probably, if they can work out the roster, would love to keep both. If you have Feliciano and you have Zakel on the inside and you have Moore and Pryor on the outside, I think you're feeling really confident about the nine guys you kept on offensive line. The problem is, do you need that ninth roster spot for somebody else? Do you have the luxury of parking a player like Nick Zakel on your 53-man roster but having him inactive? That's going to be a big decision for the 49ers to have to make. And I think when you're looking at Pryor versus Moore, you know, you're, you're getting in one spot coming down. So it could be one of those spots come down to it between Moore and Pryor about who makes this 49ers roster. They've done a really good job of finding depth pieces, whether that's through the draft or even uh, through free agency. But they've got to make sure they build this offense, offensive line to be able to last the entire season. So with Pryor, he has a lot of experience in the league. Jalen Moore's experience is his time with San Francisco. He's going into his third season. He was drafted in 2021, the same time as Aaron Banks. He's just a fifth-round pick. But the 49ers have to make sure they have a very solid backup for Colton McKivitz and a solid backup for Trent Williams. So it could be that the 49ers elect to keep both of those guys and keep nine offensive linemen because in that case, you have... One guy on the left, one guy on the right, and they can start getting confident about what they can do for this 49ers offense. So let's flip it to the defensive side. So on the offense, just in case you're keeping track, we had one running back spot up for grabs, one wide receiver spot up for grabs, two tight end spots up for grabs, and potentially two offensive lineman spots up for grabs. So you've got a, a nice amount of positions that are going to be competitions in training camp and preseason to see who makes this roster on the defensive side of the ball at defensive end the 49ers usually elect to keep five or six defensive ends you know who the mainstay is nick bosa he's he's you know locked in ready to go and then you have other guys like drake jackson who is going to be a shoe in to make this roster the 49ers are tremendously high on him he works so hard during the offseason putting on the extra weight getting better. So Drake Jackson's a shoe in those two guys are for sure on this roster. They go out and they get Cleveland Farrell. He's a guy that they believe in reclamation project. He's for sure on this roster. Then it's who is on this roster after that. So potentially two roster spots available at defensive end. You've got Austin Bryant, who they signed uh, for in free agency comes over from the Detroit lions, former teammate at Clemson with Cleveland Farrell. You have new rookie uh, out, you know, outside edge rusher in Robert Beal Jr. Uh, coming from the Georgia Bulldogs. And then you have Harry Hyder, who is a big-time Chris Kassarek guy. Time in Detroit, he's successful. He goes to the Cowboys, loses that success, gets back, back with Kassarek in 2020, has huge success with the 49ers, goes to Seattle, struggles, comes back to the 49ers last year in 2022, is a jack-of-all-trades, and does a really good job. So it's going to be hard to overtake Kerry Hyder for the mere fact that the 49ers just count on him to make plays, and Chris Kacerik trusts him. So you have three potential players for two spots. Uh, the 49ers won't keep more than five edge rushers because of the talent at defensive tackle. The likelihood is either Bryant, Hyder, or Beal could get move now they could do what they did last year with croft with Hyder, another player that doesn't have to go through waivers 
You go ahead, you release him, and then you bring him back once you've kind of made some moves and moved some guys around. That's a potential way the 49ers could handle the defensive end spot. So two roster spots at defensive end up for grabs, and the 49ers really need whoever those players are to make an impact as part of the rotation after losing players like Jordan Willis, Charles Aminahue in free agency. And that was a lot of snaps and a lot of ability coming from that defensive end spot. On the interior defensive line, it's absolutely stacked now. Armstead, Hargrave, locks to make this roster. I think Kevin Givens and Kinlaw definitely have the inside track. And then I think after that, it gets interesting. Now, I'm not saying Kevin Givens is a lock to make this roster. I think his spot, Kalia Davis, uh, could be up for that. Marlon Davidson, uh, Ty McGill, all those guys have potential to make this 49ers roster. So I really believe there's three secured spots. Hargrave, Armstead, Kinlaw. And some might think Kinlaw's on the bubble. I don't. Uh, his salary is guaranteed. You don't get a lot of savings by moving on from him. He's still a big force in the run game. I think it would be more likely for the 49ers if he was struggling to go ahead and close him down for the season, put him on season-ending IR, than it would to be release him because I don't think you get a lot of benefit from releasing Javon Kinlaw. So I think that the 49ers, ultimately, Kinlaw is one of the top three. And then Kevin Givens, Kalia Davis, Ty McGill, and Marlon Davidson compete for two spots. If the Niners end up wanting to keep more edge rushers, this could go down to one spot. And that would really be interesting to see who makes it because I think the 49ers with the injury concerns to, uh, to Javon Kinlaw want to make sure that they have talent behind. So keeping five defensive tackles is very important, possibly putting another one on the practice squad where Ty McGill was last year could mean that they get the players that they need, of, of course, on the defensive line. Because Kalia Davis has so much upside uh, out of UCF 2022 draft pick. And the 49ers had him on the NFI the entire season as he recovered from an ACL injury. But he's an interesting prospect coming from playing linebacker to playing defensive tackle. His quickness is going to be on display. And he's put on a lot of strength as well. So I want to see how he progresses in this. What will actually be his rookie season playing in the NFL. And how he handles playing these snaps against these bigger individuals and if he's able to get off blocks and that sort of thing. But he's an exciting prospect and player. I think the 49ers keep five. I think there's three guys competing for that fifth spot and all of them very talented. Kalia Davis, six-round pick. Marlon Davidson was a second-round pick. And Ty McGill was with the team last year. Even spent time on the practice squad and was elevated. So the 49ers have a pretty nice roster of defensive tackles that they could definitely uh, choose from. And I think it will come down to Kalia Davis versus the others to see who makes this roster. Next up is going to be at the linebacker position. And you've got very talented linebackers at the top. And then you've got some question marks. Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw are locks. I would say after that, and then the next possible lock is Oren Burks for the main reason that he's, going to be slated to start at Sam linebacker going into the season, but he's such a good special teams player that even if he's not starting, he's going to be on this roster. The 49ers paid him very handsomely for his special teams, and he provides a lot of ability in that area. So you go Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, Oren Burks. 49ers kept five linebackers last season. Of course, they kept six, 
but they put Curtis Robinson on the IR. And so it was actually five on the active roster. So the 49ers did something uh, that's interesting. They kept Demetrius Flanagan foul, so they have a veteran presence. But they have three young guys drafting two linebackers in the 2023 NFL draft, D. Winters and Jalen Graham, to go along with last year's undrafted free agent, Marcelina McCurry Ball. I think the 49ers are high on all three of these guys and would like to keep them. So if the 49ers elect to keep six linebackers, they could. They could keep all these guys. But realistically, when you're building a roster the way the 49ers are building and you have the amount of talent you do, somebody's got to go. So there's two spots up for grabs at the linebacker position to be decided between five linebackers. Uh, Demetrius Flanagan Fowles and Curtis Robinson, who uh, made the team last year and was moved to IR. Those two guys, veterans. And then you have Marcelina McCurry Ball, who was on the 49 yards practice squad last year. And then Jalen Graham and D. Winters, the two draft picks from this season. So that's where the competition comes. These guys are competing for potentially two roster spots. It's one of the funnest areas to watch during training camp because not only are you battling for a roster spot, but potentially a starting spot. With Aziz Alshire moving on to Tennessee and free agency, it opened a spot at Sam Linebacker. Uh, Flanagan Fowles and Oren Burks being with the team and understanding this defense and playing a lot of snaps as starters in this league, they definitely have the heads up on the young players. But these young players are highly talented, play with great instincts, and are very athletic. So it's going to be fun to watch, see who ends up coming out on top for that Sam linebacker job and how that affects who makes this roster. Because if a young player steps up and takes the Sam linebacker job, Oren Burks gets one spot. That means one spot between the other two young guys who didn't make it and potentially Demetrius Flanagan fouls. At cornerback, the 49ers likelihood is that they'll keep six. Last year, they kept five. Now, one interesting development as we're heading into training camp is the 49ers have decided to put Darrell Luter Jr. on the pup list. Now, he can come off during training camp and everything. You know, he can come back and start practicing. Uh, there's also short-term pups, so when he gets in the season, he can come off. There's lots of interesting things with the uh, physically unable to perform list. But what that does is make it so maybe they're stashing him. We've seen them do this before. So the 49ers might be deciding that they need to keep only five corners. It was my belief before uh, training camp thought process was, hey, they're going to keep six because you have uh, Mooney Ward and Yamano Lenore who are absolute locks. You have Isaiah Oliver who's locked. That's three. If you were keeping five, you could keep Sam Womack and Ambry Thomas. Uh, that would have made Darrell Luter Jr. be out in the cold, which made me believe, hey, they'll keep six. But with Luter Jr. potentially being on the pup list to start the season, the 49ers could elect to keep five and keep those ones we talked about. So there is a roster spot up for grabs here, and the 49ers have a plethora of players that are looking to get that spot. Uh, Deshaun Jameson, the undrafted free agent out of Texas, last year, uh, um, Quantrez Knight, undrafted free agent out of UCLA. He's going to be available uh, to potentially win one of these spots. So there's going to be competition at the cornerback position. And we just don't know what we're going to get out of Ambry Thomas. We've heard nice things. Steve Wilkes has said some positive things about the direction in which Ambry Thomas is going and how he's developing. But I think we're seeing right now the four years could be laying the groundwork for potentially how they're going to build this cornerback position. 
Now, I don't know if that means an undrafted free agent like Quantrez Knight, who was a practice squad player of the year last year, or a guy like Deshaun Jameson has the opportunity to jump up there and and get a spot. Uh, but it's going to be one of those highly uh, watched positions because there's some real talent there and not a lot of roster spots to go to that talent. And it's young talent. Warriors have invested money in Mooney Ward and invested draft picks in the other players that they have in the secondary at cornerback. Next up is a safety position, and there's four safeties that usually make the 49ers roster. I expect it to stay the same, and three of these guys are an absolute lock, and it could be four as an absolute lock. This might be one of the easiest ones besides quarterback to go over. You have all-pro Talano Hufanga. He's definitely making this roster. Tashawn Gibson played out of his mind last year when he came in in place of Jimmy Ward and just held on to that spot. Then they go out and they draft Jair Brown in the third round. He's a lock to make it. And the reason I said it's as close to a lock for the fourth spot is George Odom. Uh, George Odom is a special teams ace. So what would it take for another player to take his spot? It would take a lot. Not only would they have to outplay him on the field, they'd have to outplay him in special teams or at least make it close. Uh, Miles Hartsville came over from Carolina. He's a Steve Wilkes guy. And he's slotted to play at the safety position. He's probably in direct competition with George Odom for that spot. So I would say there's one spot up for grabs, but it's not exactly like it's an even playing field. Right now, George Odom is ahead on the field and he's ahead in special teams. So Miles Hartsfield's going to have to go out there and prove on the field he's better and in special teams he's better. Now, the one thing about Hartsfield, he does understand what Steve Wilkes wants from his defense. So he can translate that. He could be like a coach, an extension of Steve Wilkes on the field. That gives him an advantage. But at what point do the 49ers say, hey, that's really appreciated. We enjoy that during training camp of the preseason. But that's not needed during the season because Hartsfeld won't actually be on the field. We need the better special teams player in George Odom because our starters are Hufanga and uh, Tashawn Gibson. And we have Jair Brown in waiting. Uh, the only other guy that could potentially be in the mix for that last spot is Taylor Hawkins. Uh, I like Hawkins a lot. I think he's got really natural instincts. He'll impress a lot of people during preseason, and and I think he'll get a lot of pub. I just don't think he can make the roster. As soon as they drafted Jair Brown, it made it really hard for Taylor Hawkins to have a shot to make this 49ers roster. And so there's just not a lot of opportunity at the safety position to make this roster. So on defense... At defensive end, there's uh, two spots up for grabs. Defensive tackle, there's one spot up for grabs. Linebacker, there's uh, two spots up for grabs. Cornerback, there's potentially uh, three spots up for grabs. And at safety, one. Uh, so as you can see, there are roster spots that are going to come down to the wire. Some of these you can lock in. I'm sure a lot of people would say, hey, running back is not really up for grabs or wide receiver. Uh, but I do believe that there's going to be competition at those positions. And I'm excited to see, you know, who ends up coming out on top. If it's, you know, the veteran that we're expecting or, if, hey, one of these guys come out of nowhere and shock everyone. It happens at times. It was Trent Sherfield a couple of years ago, came out of nowhere and shocked the wide receiver position. Next thing you know, he was on the, he was on the team. So it does happen. Guys do come out of nowhere, and that's always fun when it happens. So super excited about the 49 yards training camp coming, uh, coming your way. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Really appreciate it.
I'll catch you guys all on the next one. Until then, stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers way.